You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. So when you're reaching out for things, God is in, look, let me tell you, and you're pushing out with God, so all Satan is trying to do is to get you offended. He's trying to plant somebody in your heart. Look, my friend, you can't, look, listen, listen. Hmm? They have a saying that, that you will call a madman in wilderness, eh? your relative, oh yeah, or your in-law, in order for you to see where you are going to. Uh-huh. There's a saying like that, that you say madman on the road. Look, you know where you are going to. Huh? You know, it's just like, it's just like a drunken man enters a china shop. A china shop means where they're selling plates and all these things, and the man is drunk. All right? He is your master. Because you own, he's a drunk man. If he just turns around, he will break everything inside that place. You can be in debt to millions. And the man may not have the capability to pay. Even if you say, carry him, carry him, police carry him. Say, carry me now. Just, I went, sell everything. All I have is a bicycle. You, you, are, you are in trouble. So as far as it's concerned there, you will greet the madman well. All right, the drunken man. Oh, God, what do you want? Eh? Okay, come this way. Just come. Hmm? Oh, God, no. Someone says, I can't do this. Because he turns around. What do I say? You say, what is wrong with you? You see, when people come with trouble, to provoke an unforgiveness, you just have to quietly escort them. Do you understand? Because what is at stake is not them. Do you get what I'm saying? Look, by the time you get to where you are going, you will see that those people are not even relevant. They, that, that who sent those people to my life? Because you will know that ah, this, thing, this person was on an assignment. Because they have no connection to where you are going. Potiphar's wife, what did, did, you know, people say, I can't, I, you, we have to resolve it. You have to apologize. They don't need to apologize. You need just to forgive. The Potiphar's wife apologized for, before Joseph got to where he was going. You are waiting for apology in prison. That's where you'll be now. It's either you take apology or take destiny. Do you get what I'm saying here? I don't know people who want to resolve something. Look, believe what you want to believe. He said, you're a fool. Yeah, believe it. I'm a fool. Oh, yeah, just be going. You get what I'm saying? You don't want all that kind of energy around you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can't get away with that kind of thing. You can't, what is it? Are you following me? What you can't forgive is bigger than you. Do you understand this? It also shows your size, financially speaking. Because if somebody took five now, you can say, let them go. How much? Five now. 50,000, eh? <laughs> eh? That's your capacity. Someone else can look at 50 million and say, well, look, let him just look at Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> eh? I don't believe it, all right? It's capacity. So if somebody outside church now is trying to carry a slab and is bleeding, and, he's, and you see the person, what's going on? I know, no, I can't agree, no. What entered the gutter? 50 naira. <laughs> and you are bleeding like this. You can't say, come, take, go. Even, not 50, 200, go. You get what I'm saying? Okay. But if someone says, it's $10,000, ah, you took our help. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
what I'm trying to say is, but you, so the other person that said that, that's how it is to him. Somebody else can look at it and say 10,000, we should be troubling ourselves. Look, let's go. You can look at what is that? You wasted. You say, but you two now, 15 naira. To somebody else, what, what was that? You say we should be going. So Jesus asked, do you have faith? Do you have the faith of God? Not do you have faith in God? Faith in God is trusting that God, all right, can, all right, do a particular thing. The faith of God is the spiritual substance inside your heart. It's having that substance deposited inside your heart, all right, to make that particular thing, all right, happen. So Jesus thought that with this substance that you are in possession of, you can move mountains. Once you're in possession of the faith of God inside your heart, you can move mountains. And that's why it tells us, follow peace with all men and holiness. Uh, that word holiness there, we've said, is sanctification, which is separation unto him. So, look, for anything that you are reaching out for, and I'm going to talk next week, you know, the Bible says through faith, God, through, we, through faith we understand, all right, in Hebrews 11 and 3, that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were made out of things that don't appear. Now, when it says the worlds, it's talking about the word worlds, they comes from the word ages or dispensations, were framed by the word of God. So, your uh, life is in, time is in dispensations, and you can know the dispensation of time. You can go outside and just look at how buildings are, and you will know, all right, um, um, dispensations. In fact, colors of buildings. In fact, uh, design of buildings. You can look at a building and say, ah, this thing was built in the 80s. Ah, you can look at this. This one is 1930s. You can look at this one and say, Kai, Kai, this is during the colonial times. Because it's in what? Dispensations. You, can, you also know that, all right? You can, they can show you a photograph and you know that this, is, this must be 1980, 81, 79. If people with Walkman, which means the tapes inside, listening and holding, you will know. Even dance, you will know which dispensation. If they start doing break dance, don't you know that some people are not born at that particular time, all right? That they're doing break dance, all right? You know this one, you say what, old school dance, all right? There's two-step dance that you know that this is grandfather dance, okay? Well, there's leg work now. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, okay? These ones have come. But what we're saying is dispensation. So time is in dispensation. So listen to me. All those dispensations didn't come from heaven. Some people birthed them. Do you get what I'm saying here? That we stopped going with horses and started going with cars was that somebody said we would make a car. That we stopped going with boats and started flying there if somebody had a dream. Do you get what I'm saying? All right? That people say that we are no longer going to be wearing clothes like this. We wear it's a designer that says we are changing. So you had dispensations that came from the hearts of people. Now, when God wants to change a dispensation, which will take you into a new dispensation, he gives you a word, a promise. 
And that promise means he reveals something to you in scripture and says, this is where next I want to do. Now, you now have to have the responsibility of now, as it were, birthing that dispensation. So there should be a promise, a word that you are reaching out for at every given time to create a new dispensation in your life, to create a new season, all right, inside your life, to create something else that is inside your life, to, to change it inside your life. I mean, if you, if you came into, if you are in covenant for five years, you know that the dispensation inside the church has changed. You will know, all right? There are things that we did that, that before, you, you change it, right? You see something inside the word of God, you pray that particular thing, you change that particular. So how do you change a dispensation it gives you, all right, a hope? And what you should be doing at every given time in your life now is that, you know, you are reaching out for a new dispensation. You are in one, but you are looking ahead. That this is the next place we are going to, and you are birthing that. This is the next place we are going to, all right, and you are birthing that. It's a dispensation. Now, it says follow peace with all men. And we said that's forgiveness. That's making sure. Look, let me tell you this. Forgive. Look, listen. For What is at the other end of forgiveness is too much. Listen, don't wait for anybody to apologize. Some people have bad characters. They will never apologize. Some people have propensity for evil. They will not. Some people are too proud. They will never apologize. All right? And don't say that something wrong must happen to them because it may not happen until your life has finished. Do you understand what I'm saying here? I'm saying something, is going, something bad is going to happen to those people. Something bad. You'll be waiting forever. All right? And they can repent. I hope you know that. You know that Jonah sat down to see what will become of the city. They are repented. So he said, well, I'm telling you, uh, this guy uh, 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 broke my heart. He's a mean guy. But he has repented. The new girlfriend now is treating her like a queen. (laughs) So what are you going to do? Are you going to say, God, come on, George. God says he has changed. This is about redemption. All right? It's about redemption. Now, that can even pain you more. Because, because while you are waiting for judgment, he's now opening the door for the lady. I come, ah, you say, child. So, you listen to me. That's, you, that's what the Bible calls gall of bitterness. Where you'll you just be going around in circle and you'll be there. I, are you from there? So people can repent. People can change. And once they change, that is it. The Bible says that God, there's a scripture in Ezekiel, it says God will not, it takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Let me repeat that scripture. It says God takes no pleasure in the death of a wicked person. Not good person, no, wicked. But he wants them to come to what? Repentance. He says, I have no pleasure Listen, let's read scripture because it can deliver some of you that say the wicked. Listen, say unto them, as I live, said the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the word wicked. This is wicked mercy. But that the wicked turn from his way and does what? Live. Can you see you can be waiting for the wicked to die? And he has changed. And God is happy. Ah, this person has changed. Ah, this person. Say, how did they change? They changed on you. That's they learned the lesson after you. <laughs> it's after they sacked you and fired, they said, ah, that's not the right way to do things. Ah. 
Ah, that's what they are. I should not have done that thing. Ah. All right, let's change our policy now. Now, all, all workers here will have ice cream after. Ah, chai, on top of my head. So, but you see, God will promote you too if you let it go. Do you get what I'm saying here? He will promote you either if you let it go. So, forgiveness is not based on somebody. You know what he says? He says that you took joyfully. Let me find that scripture in Hebrews 10. I think that's two. Or before that, or that's one. Joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing that you had a more enduring substance in heaven. He says, cast not away your confidence, therefore. All right? Okay? For you had compassion on me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing that in yourselves that you have a have in heaven a better and enduring substance. He says, cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of what? Reward. So there's going to be a great recompense of reward. I mean, when I was in school, I mean, we were in fellowship, people treated me, oh God, it was, it was terrible. I mean, it was real, I mean, perceived or real, but it was real. I think it was even then that God said to me, you can't, if, look, let me tell you this. It's not anybody does to me. I don't, I'm not, I don't fight anybody. Listen, I don't fight anybody. See, there is somebody that for years was abusing me on social media. People come and meet me and say, ah, it was, they come and meet me. I say, hey, that guy, they don't know that me and him. Yesterday, on my birthday, he sent me a text message. He said, happy birthday. I said, ah, my egg bong. He said, ah, can you come egg bong? I'm a boo, I'm this, this. I knew what he did. I went to his page. He had put a photograph of me. Pastor Koji, you know. But I, 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 when people come to me, I say, you don't know me and this guy. I said, the last time I wanted to go and speak somewhere, he sent his notes to me. Can you let me check it? I said, I just told him. The only reason why you don't see us together publicly is that I feel he has a character flaw that he changes. So once you become physical, you will change again. So I said, I practice social distancing. But love, which means just so. In fact, I told him, I said, social distance, he stayed laughing. He said, That he said, I will wait 20 years. I said, I can't take you know, you I give you a chance. Like, you but, can't. but to say that I'm angry at somebody, I say, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry, you're upset. Nobody's upset. All right, if you treat us wrong, we we'll start praying for you. We we'll pray that God blesses you, He leads you right. He prays. If I one day, one time, one of my staff. Many years ago, she told me, said, ah, it looks like you treat people that offend you better than us. That, that, that. <laughs> he went and said, listen to me, all these people that teach on prosperity, I don't teach on it, but I just got a gift of a millionaire. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was on top of it, it was abusive. They said, all these people that believe prosperity, I didn't tell you. People just pay me my account. I'm a trap, trap, trap. All right. Okay? But I, in me, I said, look. That doesn't mean you come and offend me now. I'll give you one million. Because uh, let's, the way to a million now is offend Let's go and write a mail and say, you're a very stupid man. <laughs> I'll just write back, God bless you. <laughs> because when you preach something, you start getting mails. Now, I said how I give. Oh, now, every day I receive mails tailored. What you say you give when it's emergency? Sickness has just escalated. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. So what I'm saying here is follow peace with all men. That's forgive. And he says holiness, which is separate yourself to God. So when he gives you a red mask, separate yourself to him. All right? And, and that's what those old revivalists, they, they, didn't, they didn't know much, know much, but what they knew, they knew. They separated. Let me read a testimony here of this woman. It's an old book. And it was a woman here who testified about, um, oh, where do I see this thing now? All right. She testified about God's, I'll find it. Yeah. So, how, I, how well I remember a woman who came to the meeting some years ago in need of healing and prayer. She seemed to be such a noble character and her family loved her devoutly and dearly. One night we prayed for her in the name of the Lord Jesus and she went away seemingly happy. She said she was standing on the promise of God, but she was not healed. As the days went by, two of her daughters came to see me, begged me to pray again. As a matter of fact, they were almost hysterical in their anxiety and desperation. They loved their mother, and they knew that God was their only hope. They asked me to anoint her once again, and I did. Never shall I forget the pleadings, the importunities, the frantic cries of those dear people as they stormed the throne of grace. They tried to believe, but it seemed to be all in vain. The poor sick woman brushed the tears from her eyes, and we sang, Jesus breaks every fetter and went away from the meetings without any evident answer to our prayers. Two days passed. Then she came early before the service to the office door. Here was a different woman. Her face was illuminated by a glow of the glory in her soul. You have been healed, I said. She smiled and answered, no, not yet, but I shall be tonight. I have, prayed, I have been prayed for publicly, and I believe my Lord wants to touch me by his power in the service tonight, so that all, so that all may see that he is faithful. There was no strain, tense atmosphere, no struggle, but rather sweet, beautiful rest in the Lord. Then she told me her story. Broken and crushed, almost in despair, she had gone home. She had come to the end of herself, and she knew it. She knelt by the side of her bed and prayed. She sobbed. Dear Jesus, I have tried so hard to have faith, and I can't. I have failed, dear Lord. Yet I do believe in your promise and your word. Brother Price, as a preacher, has tried, and he failed. The people in the meeting have tried, and they too have failed. Where can I go? Where can, what can I do? Speak to me, Lord. My only hope is in thee. Then before her came the thought of a woman who had succeeded her as the teacher of young people's class. Deep in her heart, there had developed a feeling against that woman who had won the hearts of the young people where once their love and affection had been showered upon her. Was it envy? Was it jealousy? She knew not. But she did know with the passing of the months, the feeling had become intensified. Now she thought of her. She saw then the true condition of her heart. Perhaps she heard the master say, and when you stand praying, forgive. This very afternoon, she had spent an hour in prayer with that woman, and God put in her heart a deep, beautiful Christian love for her. Sweet hour of prayer, wonderful place of communion, where we talk to God, in which God talks to us. The wounds are healed. The envy melted away. The love of Jesus flowed in. When at last she arrived home, she told her family at the supper table that she will be healed that night. She knew it. She did not know how she knew it, but the consciousness of it was real as life itself. There was no doubt about it. There was no intercession. 
that had been a work of the past. There was no agonizing, no pleading. It was done. Yet it was not. That is the paradox of faith. Then she said to me, my brother, do you know what Jesus has done? I know that he doeth all things well. He has given me faith, he said. Honestly, I do not know the moment I received it, but praise his name, I know that it is here. So in closing, let me just say this here. There's a difference between what we call the faith of man in God and the faith of God in man. The faith of God you receive from God directly and not from affirmations or mental attitude. What is hope, all right? What we call sometimes confession of faith, all right, are confessions of our hope, which are necessary to steady our souls until we receive that faith imparted on the inside of us. It was like the woman with the issue of blood that kept saying to herself, if I will touch his hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Her confession did not get her healed. It was the contact with Jesus that got her healed, but her confession steadied her until she made that contact. And it was because she had that confession going. That's why when she made contact with Jesus, it was different. Other people were making contact with Jesus, but they didn't have any confession going. But that contact, what we're saying, is where the transference came. Hope is an expectation created by revelation from the scriptures, God promises, or a plan he has from you. It is a word, an anchor to your soul. That faith is manifested in Mark eleven twenty three. We said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, but it's processed in 24 and 25. All right, in 24 and 25, we've explained, we discover how to receive the imparted grace in prayer and through forgiveness. We enter into prayer with that rema, that promise we have received from God, which is our hope, all right, and it's which our hope is built on. And stay there until we get it and the day dawns on the inside of our heart. What will hinder this from happening is what we've termed on forgiveness. So we are seeking the healer and not the healing. We are seeking the El Shaddai, the God, and not just the abundance. It is easier and better, and this is what we're saying, to come to Christ and tell him. And this is what John, Jesus said. He said, you search the scriptures, you think in them you have eternal life, but you will not come to me. They testify of me, and you will not come to me that you may have life. So you take the scripture where he has promised you, and you take it to him and ask him to impart into your heart that faith that will cause this thing to be a reality. That's all he's saying. Come to me and ask that I impart. Don't try to walk up, all right, that faith there, independent of me. Just say, this is it, and I will impart. And when that substance gets on the inside of you, it now starts doing all kinds of things within you that produces supernatural things within your life. It's the same thing that happened in Luke chapter 1, 34 and 35. When um, Mary said, how can these things be? Look one. How can these things be? Seeing I know no man. How is it going to happen? And verse 35, it says, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore that holy thing shall be born, shall be called the Son of God. What, does, what did they mean by this? Jesus told us in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. 
So the angel was telling Mary, tarry, all right, with what I have said until you are endued with power from on high. Acts 1 and verse 8, and it tells us, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and here. So it's about receiving that power, that spiritual substance, to cause that particular thing to come to pass. So what I had to do is to carry, and that's why this faith thing, you can't teach faith outside having direct fellowship with the Father, with Jesus Christ, because you take that scripture he has given to you and you take it back to him, and he's simply asking, instead of standing aside and trying to walk yourself into a state where you believe, or I tell him, impart to me, or I the faith, or I to get this particular thing done. And once that faith is inside you, that substance is in you, when you talk, when you say things like, look, we will get it done in the next three weeks, you actually release life out of you that causes things to happen because there's substance in you. If that substance is not there, all right? It's, that's what it is. The substance is what Paul, they put, it's the substance that someone taught Jesus and virtue and power. The substance was such that it was so strong that they put handkerchiefs and they put, I mean, what, what, I mean, I mean, those people took the handkerchiefs and just laid it on people and said, getting here. What, what happened? They, the substance entered the handkerchief and the handkerchief was placed on it and the substance entered the body and it happened. And that's what he said here. But you can only get that substance when you enter into heaven itself, all right, and enter into the very presence of God and interact with God. It's like taking a magnet and you put it with a substance. If you rub that, after some time, the, the substance, the metal becomes magnetic in itself. Now, it will wear out with time, which means as you use it after some time, it loses the magnetic stuff. So it has to come back to a magnet again to have that feeling. And that's what happens if you stop having that interactive fellowship with God. You make use of all that substance. You become an ordinary person. There's no more grace. You come back again to his presence. So if you're having that substance, having rubbing with the magnet and, and it's using and it keeps rubbing with the magnet, it will you will never find it in a state where it's demagnetized because it's spending more time with the magnet than it's using. But if it stops with the magnet and it's just used up from time, the nakedness of that metal, you will soon know that you're a man, a woman, you are not. Do you get what I say here? So the secret to it is constantly having that interaction. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit, we ask that you establish us in this truth, expand it within our consciousness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.